We like to keep people guessing, don't we? We kept ourselves guessing today. I had no idea I was going all the way to Norfolk before the night was out. I've had a nice little walk. What you're moaning about. Oh, well, we're Tom and Katie and welcome to the Family Bicycle Podcast. Family Bicycle! So what did we do today? Unexpectedly. N plus two... Because we don't do things by halves. This isn't the first time we've had an unexpected N plus two day, is it? So the number, the ideal number of bikes is N plus one, where N equals the number of bikes that you already own. Yeah. And we've hit N plus two again today. There are six of us, though, to be fair. So I feel like there maybe ought to be some sort of adjustment to the formula to reflect the fact that we are... Not just one, because n plus one is the rule for any person. So is it, are we just n plus a third today? <laughs> I don't really know. Collectively. Yeah, maybe maybe we've been really restrained. Look, the long and short of it is we've ended up with two more Isla bikes than we started the day with. Because the children keep growing. Mm. We thought we'd got the Isla bike set up sorted didn't we we thought we'd bought our last one in fact we may well have told you so dear listeners but and we haven't then, no we haven't because our children have got long legs and because I think we're not quite done with having a heavy touring bike yet for everyone are we that's possibly what we've learned over the last couple of days it when was it 2017 the last time we actually went out and did a self-supported tour yeah, because 2018 we had support. We had the car for Lanza and John O'Groats carrying our stuff. 2019 I had a baby. And we set out to do a journey that we've never talked about, that we're still not talking about. Um, And then there was COVID and we had a little one. So we've just had a couple of days out. We've been... Out to Cambridgeshire, stayed overnight in the tent, proved that it all works. Reminded Robert what a tent is. Reminded Robert what a tent is. Um, Remembered various items that we tend to forget. One or two items that we wouldn't normally forget, but we couldn't find after a long period in storage. We found all our panniers. We did, and all the straps for them. Yeah, and we found the tent. And the other tent. And managed to, to use the spares out of the Yeah, spare managed one. to find a good set of poles between the two. So that was all all right. Thomas had all his stuff, which was a minor miracle. We rummaged the cupboard and sorted out sleeping gear for everybody. Yeah, so we didn't do, Despite we didn't the fact do they badly. Grown, nobody, we found everybody something that fitted. Nobody died. It was a good adventure. It was. And um, we covered despite, 80 miles in two the days. unexpected heat wave. Oh, goodness, yeah. <laughs> that we were all completely unacclimatised We to. thought we'd managed to pick the one week of half to... The one week of half to... <laughs> it was the one, the one week of half to... Well, it was. Arrived. It was the only one we had to go at. We thought we'd pick the one day of half term where the forecast turned out to be iffy and looked like we were going to get wet. And in the end, it was a heat wave both days with rain overnight in between just to keep us on our toes. So we also discovered that the big tandem fits inside the tent it's not really a big tandem it's a little tandem it's big when it's got my seat post on it (laughs) looks like a scaffold has left half his kit attached to it (laughs) 
So yeah, we we went for our tour. We did eighty miles over two days. Bob decided that he wants to sleep in a sleeping bag like a big boy and not in the pop-up cot that we went to great trouble to pack in the trailer. So that's that's been out. That's a COVID casualty. That is a COVID casualty. He loved that, and he slept really well in it when he was much smaller. But he's just grown so much. I think he finds it a bit claustrophobic. And it's now. one of those things where fourth time round, we knew exactly what we wanted in terms of kit. And it's just not been used because the window of opportunity for using it disappeared under lockdowns, didn't it? It it got backpacked around the Netherlands. It's been to the. Uh, it's been it went to Yorkshire, didn't it? We used it in Yorkshire with Bob for the World Championship for, the World Championship for Harrogate. Yeah, Harrogate. It went to um, the Fens last year. Oh, it did. He used it then, didn't he? he? Used it then. Yeah, so it might have been slept in what five times. It got slept in in the garden. That's quite a that's quite a nightly rate for a pop up cart. But it would have got a lot more use if the last year hadn't been as it has been. It that's has been. no one's fault. But it's can't. good, isn't it? It's a it's a for anyone who's listening who's wondering. It's it's a Derian, isn't it? D E R Y A N. Um, it's Dutch, isn't it? Yeah, I think. And to be fair, it has been brilliant. It's just that we've missed the window for for using it haven't we and bob's decided he doesn't um, need it doesn't like it's it it's a larger size that we didn't buy because of its packed size mm. yes which would be a problem which would be a problem we wouldn't be able to fit that in the trailer if you were or looking in a panel for a sort of camping just a general camping solution it's great mm. but very carefully thought through so we've changed our rooming arrangements in the tent well we, well, we did to try yeah. and accommodate the dairy largely <laughs> which turned out to be unnecessary quite but bob decided he wanted to sleep in a sleeping bag on a mat same as everybody else and, and that he'd really like a thermarest to jump on he would love a thermarest as a trampoline yes i am a little bit worried for the seams on my thermarest but there we go so we've been out we've we've digressed now we said we we're going to talk about what we've done today first and now we haven't because you should, have gone with, you should have gone with what I wanted to do, which was to set the context first. Sorry, well, we've done, t- we've we've done, done that, that now. <laughs> and essentially, is there an echo in here? We've decided that I'm right again. See, so, see dear listeners, okay. you should always just go with what I say. <laughs> so Ruth took her road bike and her bike packing bags, which worked fine. Yeah, She's Ruth very happy with that. Happy as Larry, wasn't she? She'd got her... She was so proud when we got to the campsite, and she got to unpack her sleeping gear from her from her roll pack. She didn't have a tent to put it in at the time, but she had to get her sleeping, sleeping bag out bag, and waft it around. Her sleeping bag was out before the tent was up. She was that proud of herself having carried it there. It was lovely. She was, yeah. Um, but we are missing some cube, aren't we? Yeah. For yeah. doing a for doing a longer tour, as the children are getting bigger now. The amount of stuff everything we need to that, carry. Everything associated with them just scales up with them. So packing the same number of days' clothing takes more cube. We don't have to pack two different sizes of nappies, though. That's That, that has at least diminished. Just, just the one. <laughs> um, yeah, but we do have an extra person's worth of sleeping bags. But there is six of us, <laughs> and we have got to have a, 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 a tent capable of accommodating five out of the six of us. Thomas looks after himself now, doesn't he? Um, yeah, I mean, Thomas is pretty... Thomas took his loaded touring bike that you'll have seen us with sharing some pictures of us doing up on Twitter. 
Yeah. So that had its first. That was its road first test. outing, and we we had one or two little niggles right at the death with that, didn't we? Mudguards. I hate mudguard. I hate mudguard fitting, and, and yeah, they're fine when they're done and they're very useful and we need them. But the actual process of getting everything just as you want it. But also, it's fiddly. It was the process we've rebuilt Thomas and Isla bikes Luath seven hundred C, and uh, it being on a seven hundred C wheel, we've been able to fit largely adult as it were componentry to it um so we've got front and rear uh tubus racks, tubus racks which are probably worth as much as the bike <laughs> we, we probably paid as much for those racks as we did as we did for, for the, the bike. bike yeah but it's because built... we bought the bike in the days pre-covid when isla bikes still had stock and prices weren't crackers. weren't astronomical so we've built up really what was quite an inexpensive bike into a, a sort of touring donkey and with that we've changed over from the cantilever cyclocross brakes onto mini v's which was fine and then we tried to do mud guards as well which was not fine and it's taken a bit of bit of engineering bit of jiggery pokery um but he was that i mean that that was thomas sorted now he carried his own tent all of his own sleeping gear, his own clothes, and some useful additional carrying that he did for us. Yeah, so, you know, at 12 years all old... He spares, you know, bike... Yeah. Bike spares. Let's us. think of this then. At 12 years old, he's now carrying a net surplus, isn't he? Yeah. In terms of the amount of weight. And when he was first carrying panniers, he was, what, six? And was carrying plastic sporks and things and he was, yeah, to he make was, him feel like he'd got something in his he panniers was, <laughs> he was almost at the point of us putting bubble wrap in his panniers to make them look like they'd actually got something in because <laughs> he had to have panniers he was very particular about that that he must carry something but we knew that the weight would slow him down but by seven we were going across Brittany, and he was carrying he carried the trangier didn't he yeah he used to carry the cooking gear didn't he yeah. and rattle quite a lot over cattle grids <laughs> but we've now got to the point where he's carrying more than just his own stuff. Yeah. He had a period in the middle where he was just self-sufficient, wasn't he? With his bike packing bags and he had his bivvy bag and he was he was able to claim justifiably at, what, eight, nine years old that he was, he was self-sufficient. self-sufficient. He could carry his own stuff for an overnight, but not for a, a long tour. And we're at the point now where he's carrying four full-size panniers. So he's made the transition and now we've kind of come out of the ride we've done over the last couple of days and thought, mm, the girls could do with carrying a little bit more and Rhoda really needs a, a toe back in the water of independence again. She's she, got used to riding that tandem, hasn't she? She likes the tandem. But Rhoda is, uh, Rhoda is suffering as a result of COVID from a sudden confidence wobble. mm her desire to do it hasn't gone anywhere. She wants. She loved. Um, she loved the trip. She's been telling me all about other places she wants to go since we got back. Yeah. And, and you know, things she wants to do like campfire and marshmallows, and she could carry the marshmallows maybe. But she didn't have that experience because although we gave her some of her bike packing bags strapped to the tandem, her actual contents of those ran to little more than a buff pair of sunglasses some jelly beans <laughs> and um and a bead on yeah it wasn't she i don't think she felt like she'd meaningfully it was totemic things. and i think she was beginning to sniff that out wasn't she yeah so 
time for a bit of a, a shift around. We can only fit so much because we've downsized the trailer. We can't fit as much in the back of the single trailer. Not quite. As we used to. Although we can fit through some gateways that we couldn't, which was... Which was heavenly. Oh. <laughs> Not having to unhitch and lift things over gates and get children out of trailers. On our run back towards home yesterday, and it's the first time we've done it, literally it's the first time we've done it in, what, eight years? Longer than that, possibly, since we first it's went first. out with the trailer here. It would be, it'd be eight years, wouldn't it? Our first ride out with the trailer, railway path, heading out of town, and the very first thing we had to encounter was a kissing gate that wasn't as wide as the trailer. And we had to hoy it over the top. And uh, we arrived at it. It was completely unplanned. We decided that we didn't want to do the ups and downs on the road on the way back, didn't we? Um, Took the railway path. And as we got near it, I said to Katie, oh, no, there's that gateway at the end that we got stuck in that very first time we went out with the girls in the trailer. We got to it. And some absolute legend has stolen the gate. And the gateway itself is just, just with, wide with, what, an inch to spare, wide enough for a single cruiser trailer. And you know what? Someone's stolen the gate and the world has not ended. The world has not ended. And people will not have passed through that gateway and thought, if only there was a bit of metal here that you had to, you know, do day your grandma around in order to get in here. That would make things much nicer. It's uh, So much good could be done in the world with a battery angle grinder. Free the cycle uh, paths. Yeah, absolutely. It's discriminatory for starters. Access for everyone, and that includes people of all abilities, all ages, people who are using those paths with mobility equipment, who are using it with young children, trailers, pushchairs, these... And it's ridiculous. It is ridiculous that ten years ago, the council put photographs of them showing all the ruts and desire lines where people have just ridden round some of them and said, these are not working as intended and they're proving to be an obstacle for legitimate users. And a decade on, Wellingborough Borough Council went to its grave. Having done having nothing refused about it. to do anything about it. The borough and the county councils blamed each other and did nothing. And now they've been unified into one body and... Still doing nothing. Same you-know-what, different logo on the van. But we enjoyed that brief but moment we did, of not with that, having to deadlift the trailer That over moment the of sheer joy when you discover that someone has stolen the gate that was about to make your life uh, a, a needless misery was, uh, was, was worth savouring, wasn't it? It was. Anyway, so I was working today and I was just getting towards the end of my working day. I was on a, yet another call... And suddenly Katie starts gesticulating wildly at me and shaking her phone and pointing. Because, you know, despite my quip earlier, these decisions that we make generally are team decisions, aren't they? They are, they are. But uh, today I did something quite daring and radical and I sent somebody a message on an online marketplace about the purchase of a bike without having secured... Uh, investment authority from all, you went as all far. members of the investment You went committee. as far as to ask if it was still, still for sale, didn't you? I did. <laughs> I, didn't, I asked if it was still available, <laughs> but it was fastest finger first, wasn't it? Oh, it was. And they are I mean, at the moment. Is, I, I, I've been utterly astonished. Worse now than last year? Yes. Yeah, I mean, Isla bikes, just generally, if anybody's 
um, in the happy place of having a child on an Isla bike that fits them at the moment hasn't been looking at the market. Isla bikes seem to be out of stock of a lot of their range at the moment. As are some of the other major brands. As are some of the major brands, all tied up in factory closures and shipping delays around COVID, exacerbated by Brexit in some instances. And so the pressure on the second-hand market has pushed prices through the roof. Now, obviously, Isla Bikes' headline prices have gone up as well in recent years. Significantly, and the spec of the bikes has changed. But we're not... Well, I'm not talking here about second-hand versions of Isla Bikes' latest range. We're talking about 10-year-old bikes here. Yeah, we are now. Yeah. Um, and older. Mm. And the the prices are absolutely through the roof because you can't get hold of a new one even if you wanted to throw 600 quid at a bike. It's not It's not like you can say, oh, well, I'll solve the problem by throwing money at it. You can't buy what they haven't got. Mm, quite. So I've been utterly astonished and... The condition of some of the bikes for the prices being asked is something of a Mickey take. Because again, some of them have been round the block a bit now, haven't they? And I think some of them are are in dreamland, really, in terms of what's available. But every now and then, if if you're looking carefully and if you're quick off the mark, then you can find an honest second-hand sale. And so just to be sure, we bought so... I'd sent the message on one and then another one I saw literally a few streets away from where we live. And at opposite ends of the spectrum as well. Yeah, one one that looked like it barely turned a wheel and had just been sat in a garage for a couple of years. Another one that had looked like it had been cared for but heavily ridden for a prolonged period. Probably a family like ours where several children successively have ridden it. But it's been honestly looked after. And so I set out to Norfolk with Thomas to go and fetch what must be what an eight, nine-year-old example that the gentleman we bought it off said he had bought from new, from Isla Bikes. Uh, his daughter, who is now 16, had ridden it a grand total of three miles and had got off it, decided that she didn't like riding bikes that was it game over and it had gone back in the garage and never been ridden and it is literally it is pristine possibly substituted for a pony yeah it, it's it's just like it's just arrived from isla bikes in the box still, but still nearly a decade the, uh, ago still got the uh, bits on the tires from it's, the moldings <laughs> never mind that it's still got the, the the left and right stickers on the cranks so it is literally a brand new bike that's been sat in a in a time warp for you know in a in a, in a time capsule for nearly a decade. And having agreed the purchase, by the time you actually got there to pick it up, same day, yeah, literally having set off straight away. The guy said he'd had eleven offers, up to seventy five pounds more than we agreed, agreed to pay during the time it had taken me to drive there. During which time you'd been out and bought another one. So I arrived to go and collect that one and looked at my phone and there was a picture of Rhoda in her very snazzy leather, leather jacket, jacket. With nice. a handkerchief hem dress. Well spotted, Sal. I'm, I'm glad you enjoyed that one on Twitter. Um, we enjoy Rhoda's fashion choices day in, day out. It's nice to get to show, share some of them with you because Rhoda in cycling kit doesn't really give free reign to Rhoda's... Uh, 
sense of expression and Rhoda's sense, Rhoda's <laughs> sense of sartorial expression rivals all of Shenwee, doesn't it? For being Ro- Rhoda is... Cycling, cycling mad and wears her stuff. Yeah, Ro- Rhoda is just Rhoda, isn't she? <laughs> But uh, yeah, there was a picture a picture of Rhoda, which you may have seen on on Twitter already. I was just impressed because I asked her to get ready to go out, and she was fully dressed. Well, that's good with socks. With socks, with you know, bearing in mind it was evening with a jacket. That's quite good going, really, know, isn't it? It looked like it might rain, so she chose her leather jacket. <laughs> Very practical. In fairness, whatever the weather, she'd have chosen her leather jacket, wouldn't she? She likes that. But yeah, I literally got got to where I was going, looked at my phone, and you just arrived and picked up the other one. So we have a a pair of Isla Bikes Ben Twenty Fours. We have one that's about ten or eleven years old and has done some miles and needs a good service and some new bits. Uh, and uh, for those of you who remember the bikes that we did that were crowdfunded for the the, the kids in the park. Um, around about Christmas time. We made a little video when we did those up, didn't we? But it's very similar to to one of those. So this time, I promise, I'm going to make sure that I actually do the before pictures properly, which I forgot to do last time. And I'm hoping Rhoda's going to help me do a little set of films to show all the the tasks that you might want to do to a a sort of decade-old Isle of Bike now. Most second-hand Isle of Bikes will need one or two of those jobs. Rhoda's identified that it needs a new bell. New bell. That's that's right at the top of Rhoda's list. Yeah, I I I might give her that one. She accepted that Mummy wanted to have a proper look at the brake cables and brake blocks before she gave it any real pain. Yeah, that's Uh, fair enough. But a number of the jobs that we've done previously, yeah, a number of jobs we've done previously will need doing to this one, which we talked about in the video that we did a little while back. But I'm going to break down the actual doing of each of the tasks. I think this this time, and hopefully, my little apprentice will will help me with that. So we've got yeah one that one that's had some. Uh, well, you're either going to find her dressed in a boiler suit or a cycling kit in the morning. <laughs> it's going to be one or the other. Either way, we'll probably have a leather jacket over the top. <laughs> and then we've got uh, so we've got one that's been we've got one that's been well loved and now needs some love, and then we've got one that's uh, been stuck in a stuck in a time capsule, which is pretty much ready to go. Just needs some. Uh, mud guards, doesn't it? And a rack. But all in all, very happy with the two purchases, and they are they are scarce at the moment at sensible money, aren't they? And still, for less than half the price of a new one, one new one. Yes, two bikes for less than half the cost of a new one, if they had any. Yes. So we'll take that. And for most children, they really ain't going to tell the difference in spec. When they come to ride them, you know, there's there's a point at which a light bike is light enough for a child to learn to ride on and to ride competently, and actually to go any lighter is is vanity, or you're competing, or you know, it's a major investment because your child's going to use it a lot. But there's that tipping point, isn't there, between a bike shaped object that's going to put them off cycling because it's going to be horrid, and a sweet spot then where there's yep the that weight, will be fine there's the weight and there's the scaling of the components but yeah you don't have to have the latest isla bike to get those things no no and uh and if you've got 600 pounds on a bike 
then I'm, you know, I'm sure that just as ever they were, a new Isla bike is lovely. But um, yeah, I don't have six hundred pounds for a bike. No, so, still less, you know, for each of our children because that's you know, that's well on your way to the, the cost of so Rhoda a, a house. Never mind quite. a bicycle. <laughs> Rhoda doesn't actually realise that any of this is in, is intended for her, does she? She doesn't yet, although she was quite keen to be the test pilot for it and has tucked her handkerchief hem dress into her knickers in the park to do a couple <laughs> of laps of the bandstand to make sure she didn't get her handkerchief did you not give stuck her a, in a Did you not give her a chain. 2p coin to do that trick? I don't even know how that works. What? I only know that's a thing. What thing? You can do something with a 2p coin, can't you, if you put it in a skirt? Can't you? That keeps it out of the way. I haven't a clue. Yeah, because somebody tried to do a Kickstarter for a device to do it with, which was basically selling people something that looked and behaved like a 2p coin. I cycle in a skirt all the time, but I cycle on a bike that's meant for it, so that I, you know, given that I'm not Victorian, I'm not wearing ankle-length skirts, it's really not a problem. Not riding a penny farthing either, but it doesn't stop Jeremy Vine. I've no idea. If anybody knows what you actually do with a 2p coin and a skirt, do do let us know in the comments because I haven't a clue. I'll tell you what, <laughs> speaking of Jeremy Vine, he got in touch yesterday again about the, that um, that silly lady that we encountered at Ringstead on our way out the other day who decided that uh, she was just going to drive straight at us against priority in order to try and get us out of the way. But we did have some stupidity again to deal with, didn't we? Our overall experience was good because we'd chosen our routes quite carefully and a lot of it was... It was roads that we'd wrecked previously, wasn't on it? On quiet roads that we'd wrecked previously and we knew that broadly where the tricky bits would be where we'd want to shield the children a bit more. This wasn't one of the bits where I was particularly expecting trouble, has to be said, because anybody with eyesight mm. would have known that you cannot fit I've been driven more than at, a single vehicle along I've been driven out on that bridge before on my road bike, but that's a different situation... To a group when of six you're, cyclists heading well, to when there's you. six of you, and and when the front bike is a tandem towing a baby trailer, which is therefore you're wider not than bunny hop it up a two foot. I wasn't going to bunny hop it onto the curb, and no, uh, there was none none of that going to happen. But so we had the silly lady who called nine 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 because I pointed out that she'd driven onto a bridge that said "give way to oncoming traffic." We were already on it, and she just drove at us. And I asked her to reverse rather than us try and do it. And then we had the American serviceman who... Nearly had a head on. You had a grandstand seat for that, didn't you? I did, and I don't know how they didn't have a head on, to be quite honest. You I yelled you a warning because he passed me like a complete idiot. And you and the children were a bit further up the road because we were climbing a stonking great hill. Well, he passed me going in the middle of a pair of S-bends that you can't see round either of. And he got his passenger side window down. And as he came past, I shouted, you can see it around that next bend, can you? And what, three, four seconds later... He went round that next bend and found him nose to nose with another car. Yeah. And how they didn't make contact, I don't... I, I really, really don't know. I don't know if for a moment he was thinking that he was all right to be on the right-hand side of the road. He was wearing US Army or US Air Force uh, fatigues. And, you know, there's a there's a, a US base, isn't there, at Alconbury, very close to where we were at the time. I don't know whether for a second he got it into his head that he was all right driving up the right-hand side of the road. 
But he must have given the car coming the other way a proper. I'm sorry, brown but trousers moment. I'm sorry, but on either side of the road, in anyone's language, a road that's narrow enough that it hasn't got a line up the middle into a blind bend is not, not the, the place, place to for be overtaking. tanking it or overtaking anybody. And the a good grief, the guy coming the other way must have soiled himself, mustn't he? And they were that close together; they had to reverse to extricate themselves from where they both ended up, didn't they? Absolutely insane. Well, no, actually, the the guy who was on the correct side of the carriageway stood his ground. And stood his made ground and made the other guy get out of the way, did he? Yeah, yeah, he did. But then they had a window to window chat. Yeah, I got not a word of apology as the guy then passed us for the third time. And that was that was the profound irony of it. We ended <laughs> the children and I ended up cycling past the pair of them nose to nose while they were sorting themselves yeah, out. Yeah, but it's still not. It is still not great out there, is it? The top, the the sort of top five percent of numpties seem to be even worse behaved than usual. But we did get some really nice examples of people treating us very courteously as well. Oh, we did. Oh, it, oh, my favourite was the the lady who apologised for spoiling our photograph. <laughs> I pulled over at the side of the road, and anyone who's tried to document, you know, whether on social media or video or whatever, tried to document their own trip, it's a nightmare trying to film yourselves. Um, particularly if you all want to be in it, um, that that's that's a particular challenge. But generally speaking, one of us will go on ahead, and it's very often me, and I'll, I'll go charging on ahead a little bit. It can't bit. be me because it inevitably happens that the most scenic bits are on hills. That's true. And I am the slowest on hills, partly because you're bigger and stronger, and partly down to you know I don't necessarily attack hills in quite the way that you do i tend to pace myself on a you, slow and you steady like a does steady, it steady, yeah whereas you tend to bury yourself on the way up and then have a rest at the top and then i stand at the top dying trying to and unable to Shaking. hold the camera still because i'm in need of a dose of ventolin but uh i, I pulled over in order to get a, a picture of you coming through some trees hadn't i and just as you were coming into my shot a lady in a red Fiat 500 pulled up behind you. <laughs> and as she came past me, she dropped her window and said, oh, hello. She said, I've just realised I'm really sorry. I've ruined your photograph, haven't <laughs> But there were, there was, we, we, we bumped into one or two other cyclists along the way as well. We had a nice chat with that lady outside Tesco's. We um, found some nice food on the way. In Ramsey, we found some lovely food from various local Outlets, didn't they? Bakeries we? and cafes yeah. and things. And, and, and a of, nice campsite to stay on. And of the motorists... Hey, we did... Yeah. Despite the fact that we... Despite the fact that I managed to... I don't, I'm not sure I'm accepting responsibility no, for the I cock think, up. No, I think we're laying the blame with pitchup.com, pitch aren't we? Yeah, which wouldn't... Which advertised, would you like to pay by Apple Pay? And I was... Yes, please. That's I would like right. to Apple Pay because that means I don't have to go and find my wallet and... Yeah. Tried that and it then it wouldn't work and it then reset me back to the beginning but appeared to be the have saved all my information but to be asking for a different method of payment so I I went and fetched my wallet paid by card but during that cock up process with Apple Pay it had reset the booking date to the default, to the default which, is which is a month out from the day that you're trying to make the booking which happened also therefore to land it on a on the same day of the week didn't yeah. it yeah. And to be honest, May half-term falling in June has thrown me completely, so I just didn't spot it. Yeah, 
And so when we rang, oh God, the, booking confirmation. When we rang the campsite to say we're awfully sorry, we're running a little bit late. We might be ten minutes later than uh, the time we were due in by. They said who? <laughs> Which is never the conversation you want to be having. <laughs> no, when you're thirty-five miles from home with four on a tailwind at eight pm. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, we were, we were fortunate on that score, but yeah, it, it was very much. Um, polar opposites in terms of what we encountered on the road wasn't it there was there, there were some, some really... drivers that, that were incredibly patient sat back and shielded us more than usual i think yeah i don't know whether they were feeling sorry for us flogging up hills in the baking sun or maybe the six of us between the tandem the trailer the two other children and you all with panniers on maybe it's just a more imposing sight but then there are others um uh, <laughs> I likened it to to our family being overtaken by a a, a line of cars is like a middle aged man going for a wee. There's the no matter when you think you finish, there's always one more drip coming. <laughs> and it's that, but it is it's that keeping last it, keeping it classy, love. keeping it classy. But it's that last it's that last one, isn't it? You get the patient vehicle that sits behind you, and when they go for a move, and you perhaps have even called them through. Everybody just streams through behind without doing any thinking for themselves. And the there's always of, one at the end who decides they're going to go when the the, there's no longer a window. The number of overtook into oncoming traffic was astonishing. There were yeah. a lot of incidents of the oncoming traffic having to hit the brakes very hard yeah. while somebody cut us up to dive back in, having made a pass that was just never there. Yeah. And it's not that when we're riding in that sort of outfit, we don't pull over a lot either, is it? No, we spend a lot of time pulling into laybys. Just to let things let things go to avoid to somebody doing something because silly. We do have quite a big we do have quite a big pacing issue. Yeah, we're still working the out minute. the ballasting, aren't we? And part of the pacing issue is not going to resolve itself and that is downhill. Yeah. Because there is a big speed differential between you on a tandem with a trailer attached. Me on a fully loaded touring bike and Ruth on her bike that weighs about as much as a fart. Weighing about as much as a fart herself. And she is well, she's run out of gears. She's spinning her legs as fast as she can go. Do your finger clicks, Ruth. I've done them all. I've done them all. <laughs> she cannot propel that bike any faster. Try as she might. No. And gravity is gravity is seeing us just sailing off if we're not on the brakes the whole way down. Well, which up... I'm then at the bottom of the climb, having sat to shield her on the way down the descent to make sure she's all right. Because I don't sit on the rim brakes on the tandem the whole way down because with the, the trailer, two children plus me plus panniers, I'm going to end up popping a tyre from overheating the rims trying to slow down for Ruth. So I shepherd Ruth down the climb, at which she then dances up it like it's not even there. And I'm left at a, practically at a stand at the bottom of the hill, fully loaded, really looking forward to starting from a stand to grind my way up it. It's lovely. We'll, we'll, we'll get there, <laughs> We'll though. get there. We did, we, we did get We've there. We've slowed Thomas down, haven't we? We did get there. We, we've managed to get Thomas to understand that it's not a race. And he's got enough weight now that he can't just dance off. And we don't want him to, because if he does suddenly stand on the pedals, he's likely to ping a spoke. And, and he needs to understand that there is a difference. It's not like riding his road bike where he can decide that he'll just Check chuck the about. bike around. Yeah. He's already told me that he can't lean in as far on a corner. <laughs> like this was news. <laughs> no, you know what, Sherlock. <laughs> yeah. He shared that wisdom with me like an old man like an coaching old a novice. <laughs> 
which was nice since we taught him how to ride. But there yeah. we go. It's a sign that he's he's absorbed the information that he wants to share it back, isn't it? It is. So we've made some progress. We did a thing. We've we got went our, somewhere. We've got our legs back for for doing it, haven't we? And I think it probably in common with most people listening to this. Our holiday aspirations this summer are going to have to be relatively modest and close to home. And so we're kind of going back to our roots. I mean, lots of people have got to know us through social media and through the internet over the last sort of two or three years, particularly since Rhoda and the Thumb went viral and Land's End John O'Groats and all of that. But actually the core of what we started Family Bicycle for was touring, wasn't it? It was our self-supported tours um and going out and seeing the world as as a family and at a cyclist base yeah and as a as a means of going and having a, a holiday rather than chasing records or attention or uh, any of that and saying look this is something that any family could do actually and i think this summer it's probably going to find its find its time again in terms of its pertinence to other families who now may be looking at doing something rather different to what they, what they might have do. envisaged, yeah. So there we go. Anyway, M plus two day. Some work to do now on the uh, grey Ben 24 that's sat in the lounge in front of us. And uh, we're it's back not, in business not, on the podcast too. It's not moving into the lounge though. You understand that, don't oh, you? Oh, it's only here just for this evening, is it? Yeah. Right. It's a special guest appearance because you hadn't seen it. Okay. Well, the other one's still in the boot of the car, so... We're going to have to work out where to put those two now. Eek. We'll talk about the, the, the planning consequences of uh, putting bike sheds in your front garden another time. And at that, um, thank you very much for listening. It's been a little while. Glad to be back. Hope you've enjoyed the Family Bicycle podcast. You can find us at familybicycle.uk. You can find us on Twitter on Facebook and on Instagram, where you just need the sneaky little underscore between family and bicycle. Due to the squatter. Due to the uh, squatter who's pinched our name. name. But uh, let us know what you think of the show. Rubbish! And (laughs) we'll catch up with you soon. I'm Tom. I'm Katie. Covered in insect bites. Oh. Next time we need to pack the bug repellent. Fair dues. Should we say cheerio then? Yeah. Cheerio. But we have wild adventures with kids and bikes. I'm just going to put the music bit there. You've just crashed that now. We can edit it. And Never mind. It. Yeah, I'll cut that bit. Just cut me out. Cut that bit out. We'll pretend you didn't. <laughs> didn't say it. Didn't pretend happen. you didn't say it. Never happened. What didn't you say? Who? Yeah, exactly. Look at that <laughs> castle. <laughs> <laughs>